If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at studioredmedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about Star Wars and the rise of Skywalker. Ryan. Yeah, uh, big day coming up on Monday. Big day. When this podcast release, three days from now, uh-huh. it'll be May 4th. May 4th. A national holiday known as Todd's birthday. My birthday, 31, baby, and nothing else. Nothing else, May 4th. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that's going on on the 4th. May 4th is only for me, yeah. not with you. Which you just told me off mic <laughs> that you have another... You're on another podcast yes. that is airing today that people should check out. Yes. So, uh, so if you get tired of listening to this one because you disagree with Todd's very adamantly <laughs> strong feelings about Star Wars, yeah. you can stop listening to these and go listen to something that maybe yeah. you would like to hear Todd talk about more, uh-huh. which is his writing. My writing, and then uh, I think on that one I talk about grief and how to process grief. Oh. So it's, it's very similar to today's topic, <laughs> the death of star wars <laughs> uh so what's that podcast called uh raise your hand i believe raise and it's it, it's only on like spotify it's so spotify. it's a new new podcast a nice little um they're very lovely people uh skype in? nate yeah yeah skyped and they recorded it and they talked and they have a uh instagram just raise your hand um and they're just nice nice young folks i think they are actually at liberty which is kind of funny um, but they had known my writing from Tumblr back in the day. And so we kind of discussed that, discussed writing a little bit, discussed creative, you know. So it'll be interesting. I haven't, you know, I just got interviewed. I don't yeah. know what it sounds like. Now, you never listened to this podcast. Do you think you'll listen to that podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> no just, once I've said it, I don't want to listen to my voice. Uh, Do you ever read your old writings? Uh, very rarely. So you just, you're just, you're just, I just dump you just it, like to spew. Dump and go, <laughs> dump and go. Uh, you're like a one night stand. Yeah. On... I, it's all just shit. <laughs> just dump and go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people like hearing that. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I yeah. just, I don't like my voice and I very rarely like my writing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I do, I really don't care. Like, it's, uh, I'm on to the next thing. Well, that's good, though. It means that you just enjoy the creating process, mm-hmm. which is oftentimes the most important part. Yeah. So, speaking of creating. Well, before we do that, oh, okay. the important news today, which I thought was funny. So, Sony Spider-Man Movie Universe, they've officially got a name for it. Okay. So, this is the universe, Sony's universe, that they're going to have Morpheus, Venom, like all the dark edgy stories and they're calling it sony's pictures universe of marvel characters (laughs) that's what it's called they're trying so hard not to get sued (laughs) well that's uh that's what they're um they agreed with marvel like the marvel sony like mashup and so it's a marvel mcu which is a great marvel cinematic universe super easy great acronym sony pictures universe of marvel characters is what they're calling the same series that has Venom, who eats people, rated R movies. Like, it, it's the most insane. But Venom th- did pretty good in the box office, didn't it? Did it did do great. No, yeah. I'm just saying, it's a bad name. Yeah. Like, the fact that you laughed, I told Ali about it, she laughed. 
when I read it, I laughed. Like, that's a bad indication. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so it's just, it sounds like it's skipping. It's yeah. the only, like, w- uh, combination of words that sounds like it's skipping. But then when you actually go watch the movies, it's very dark. <laughs> you know, like, you're like, oh, Sony Pictures, Universe of Marvel characters. Yeah, I'm going to take my kids to go see those. And then Venom bites the head off of, of Robert. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that was, I just want to talk about that, especially now we're going into the Disney universe of star wars yes exactly yeah so uh today when Mm. this airs is todd's birthday and may 4th may the 4th be with you star wars day star wars day is what has been quite yes which on today drops on disney plus the rise of skywalker the lies uh the last uh installment of the newer trilogy Mm -hmm. which means that for the first time on one thing you can watch all nine of the star wars movies at once well you could definitely watch i'm sure rogue one and and solo too so all 11 wow it actually, I'm, and you know me, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but after listening to newcomers and stuff, it's been a lot of fun kind of just hearing the world from their eyes. And I was like, yeah, I think I would like to go back because I do forget like how much I really love like Return of the Jedi and, um, and La- you know, Empire Strikes Back and stuff like that. Yeah. New Hope, I very much agree with Nicole Byers and Lauren Lapkins. It's boring. It's a bad movie. You know, granted, it's the first one. They were just figuring things out. Um, but it would be interesting to go back and rewatch all of them because I watched a Twitch live stream, uh, <laughs> where they memorized, it was, uh, two guys and they had one, there was three of them. One guy was doing like kind of the table read. He would and read the like, like, Yeah. But they did the whole movie, Phantom Menace, the whole movie from memory. Wow. Lines, voices, everything. And they had to take a shot every time they got something wrong. Or, like, if they couldn't remember a line, yeah. they would buy a shot and kind of get going. And, like, by the time, like, the movie's almost over, they were, like, like one of them threw up. You know, had to go throw up, like, just black. Highly suggest it's, like, five hours long. But if you're just playing video games, it's so fun. Like, it yeah. was really, really, really. So, like, look up Bruce Green. Or just Phantom Re- uh, Menace Twitch stream yeah. or something. Yeah. It was great. It was really, really good. Because it just reminded me of like Friends, you know, yeah. Evan, and we're all just quoting lines and stuff yeah. like that. But they're doing the whole movie, beginning to end, every line. That's impressive. Memory. Yeah. You have but, to watch the movie a lot. To, and I, the, the only movie I've ever been able to, where I knew the whole lines of the entire movie, was Lion King. Interesting. Because I watched that a ton when it came out in elementary school. That was like one of my favorite movies. Wow. And so me and my best friend at the time, David, we both like we watched it all the time. Like if we hung out, we would watch it. If we yeah. like spend the night at each other's house, we would watch it. And um, I probably have seen like Lion King like a hundred times. And yeah. so because of that, then it's like I knew all the lines. Yeah. And I, Helen and I went back and watched the animated one after that new one came out. Yeah. Live action. <laughs> That other animated one, <laughs> animated 2.0. You you really didn't like that one. I did not. Okay, uh, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, I liked some of the other live action, like The Jungle Book, or like even Beauty and the Beast wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, did curious. you watch Aladdin? Yeah, Aladdin's wasn't horrible. Okay. I mean, it wasn't the same movie, right. but it wasn't horrible. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see it again and like with people. But that's the thing. Like Lion King is about animals. Yeah. So they're not real animals. Like the yeah. whole point of Beauty and the Beast is that like. Bell was real. 
yeah. in the live action. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing live about <laughs> an animated Lion King movie. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> they were like, what if they made It's like if we said BBC. we have 4K radio, you know? It's like there is no such thing as 4K radio. Yeah. Well, Just they- like there's no such thing as live action <laughs> Lion King. You can't have live action animated animals. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a... They just like filmed it like a nature documentary, right? I mean, I think maybe some of the locations were real, but other than that, yeah. and how much of that was really real and how much yeah. were they going in and like doing, you know, post work on the live shot to make it look better and add grass and yeah. add clouds or add a tree here. I mean, at that point, it's just 100% a money grab. Oh, yeah. You know, totally they're was. like... They're like Lion King was, you know, was nominated yeah. for an Oscar, was one of their biggest hit movies. It's you know? a, it's a, it's like Final Fantasy remake, you know, yeah. or, or Modern yeah. Warfare, where it's just like, it's the exact same game. Yeah. Same bounties made the graphic. Better. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but in this situation, like, the graphics actually didn't make the movie better. Yeah. Because uh, just for a soapbox for a second, the problem with it is that they tried to keep, it's almost like they had the Sonic Hedgehog problem. They tried to make the animals too realistic. Yeah. And so then they made it to where their facial expressions weren't cartoony enough. Okay. And like animals can't actually smile. Yeah. They can't, you know, do things with their eyes like humans can. Yeah. You know, they can't, they can't squint and wink and do all the things in the same way. They can't grin, you know, they can't look sheepish or look yeah. guilty or look conniving because they're animals. They yeah. don't have facial expressions like that. Well, they, they kept it more like natural like that. So then it's like Scar would be saying something really horrible, but he would just be looking like a normal lion. <laughs> and so it's like, well, that's not really helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's distinguishing other than the fact that he's like scarred up, yeah. but distinguishing Like him all the performances the were really flat yeah. from an emotional standpoint yeah. because they're animals and they can't deliver, yeah. you know, my dog can't like give me a grin. Yeah. You know, as I like walk out of the bathroom or something, like he's like, well, you just dropped one in there, didn't you? You know, I was like, yeah. they don't do that. They just look at you with yeah. a blank stare on their face. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> well, I think that's the problem with these remakes is that they kind of, when you go back to the original cartoon, like Beauty and the Beast, the original cartoon is amazing. Like it's a Oscar winning. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know, like they, the level of professionalism and like they didn't, when they were making those, they were like, these are Oscars, you know, like yeah. they, with a reverence, with like yeah. a, a grandeur and a style where it's like the remix, it's kind of like they almost don't have that reverence for no, the original. It is a, it is a money grab, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with one nice thing about um, with uh, Beauty and the Beast was, you know, all their non act live action characters that were animated were, um, were um, fade up, made up people. Yeah. Like, I mean, a candlestick has no facial expression at all because it's not real. Yeah. So they were able to put more facial expressions onto these Im- imaginary things right. because... Inanimate objects. It, yeah, because they're yeah. inanimate objects. There's no reference. Yeah. Um, and there could the be jungle a fantastical book, element to it because yeah. there's Beauty and yeah. the Beast. There's a curse, it's right. magical and all that And stuff. in the Jungle Book, the little guy who played Mowgli, yeah. like, did a great job. Yeah, he and carried like, it. Yeah, and he carried the movie, being the only... I mean, it was kind of like... Um, almost like Life of Pi, where it's like this one kid surrounded in green screen all day long, and somehow he pulled off an amazing performance. You yeah. Know? So it's like, and that movie like wasn't that great of a movie back in the day anyway, so it's like, okay, this movie was a five. Yeah. If the live action's a six, it's a win. Yeah. You know? 
it's it's then you really have like redone the graphics of the old game and made it more fun yeah to go back and play <laughs> but when you take a movie that was a 10 yeah and you make it a seven maybe a six that's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a drop in value yeah 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 it really is the when you've eaten at the master table nothing you know at yeah. the king's table nothing yeah. comes and like beating the beast i would also say is like a 10 out of 10 and you know it I think you know. I know you don't like Hermione, but I mean, I th- I thought she did a fine job in it. And Emma like, Watson. Yeah, and I, you know, overall, yeah. Yeah, I thought I the that movie was, was okay, but it's like it probably went to like an eight, probably I'd say maybe an eight and a half. You know, so a drop in like a point and a half isn't that bad. Yeah. Lion King's though is just like oh man. Well, and the new song they added in Beauty and Beast was like good. You know, now yeah. I know, like yeah. that was good. Um. So yeah, whatever they add with the new stuff with yeah. lion king because like also we kind of talked about like the when you go super realistic you can't add in like the moments of drama like the moment where mufasa steps into the paw of his father you know uh, simba simba steps you know, into Mufasa's yeah, paw. yeah yeah and yeah. like that magnitude of yeah, that moment exactly um, yeah so after we watched the live action version quotes live action uh-huh. we then went back and watched the cartoon version and um it was interesting watching that because it was like they almost did stuff shot for shot. Yeah. Like the editing was almost exactly the same. Like probably 80% of the editing was the exact same. Like, okay, wide shot. Now close up on this. Now close up on Mufasa. Now close up on Simba. Now close up on Paul. But it's like that scene, especially like you watch it, it, it like worked okay in the live action one. But then you go and watch it in the animated one and it's just so yeah. more. It's his so, face. The drama yeah. of it is so much better. Yeah. He puts his paw down there and he looks at it and yeah. you see his eyes open. And then he looks up at Simba yeah. or at Mufasa as his big, huge dad is lumbering. And even like the way that they could get the camera lower yeah. and different things that they could do that like you could technically do in the live action. Yeah. Because again, it was all animated too, but they didn't. You know, and it's like in his face and then, you know, Mufasa's face as he's sitting there all stern, you yeah. know, like a like an angry dad. Yeah. Not just an angry lion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, or just a lion staring off into <laughs> to horizon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a slight facial expression. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I actually, uh, this is totally off, complete, we're just completely going away from Star Wars, but I read an article that I thought was really interesting. Uh, it was talking about the fact that um, humans... Uh, so there's dogs that aesthetically uh, from their physical appearance, they will have darker parts in their eyebrows, darker parts above their eyes that make their eyes look like it's kind of going up sort of like a, uh, uh, almost like a Nike swoosh to where it makes their eyes look like they're like a little happier. Yeah. Like their eyes are like more inquisitive and like up like, Oh, hello. Hey, how's it going? You know, like they're on, as opposed to just like a dead stare, it kind of looks like they're they're, you yeah. know, their eyes are open and they're more, you know, excited and, yeah. and, and anticipating something. Um, and those dogs um, get bought by or get have a higher percentage of getting picked at an animal shelter than the dogs that don't. Oh, wow. Even though both dogs, actually their eyes and their eyelids and everything are exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just that one dog has like pigment around the top of their eyebrows that makes them look like they're like always this happy and excited yeah it's the difference between like a golden retriever and a pit bull you know like pit bulls are very like they just they don't have any eyebrows you know they're very like well well, that's what they're saying like even golden retrievers or pit bulls like they can't actually raise their eyebrows like they're they're physically incapable of doing it yeah but like murphy for instance has like my dog murphy he has like dark above his eyebrows that go up Mm mm-hmm towards his kind of like near his nose from the outside of his eyes 
Um, and it does always make him look way happier than Lucky. Yeah. Who doesn't have those. Yeah. Just because he has those. But then I, once I read that article, I started like looking more at his actual eyes when he's looking at me and he's just staring at me. Yeah. But it looks like he's like, yeah. Hey. Yeah. He's bad. Hey, buddy. Yeah. How's it going? No, I mean, I'm excited I, that you're here. Look at my eyes. You know, and in it, reality, it's like he's just staring at yeah. me like Lucky does. No, it's crazy. Those little things like that, yeah. that subconsciously we kind of just accept because they talked about, I watched so whole video back in the day talking about like why avatar was so like popular and they were saying like the number one in the world like popular animal is like the cat uh and they like look more people like cats. and they look like cats and like people and they say like cat people are more likely to spend like 15 times more money on their cats than dog people are interesting um than like anyone else you know cat people just like worship the cats you don't right. buy a whole scratching post thing for your dog um, you buy a little toy or something. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting. Like they went into the avatar features and everything about it. It's very cat-like, you know, yeah, the eyes. I can see all, that. Even the fact that they like post them on the poster. Right. Like, they even people. have a long tail. Exactly. And so, uh, it was just, and it was way more subtle and which is interesting. Like cats, you know, completely bombed yeah. and all that stuff. Cause they kind of, as the Tropic Thunder, you never go full. <laughs> never uh, go full cat. <laughs> yeah, you never go full cat. And they definitely went full cat. I mean, to the point that they hired someone to come in and CGI the buttholes out. Because uh, there was a version where they had buttholes. Uh, so <laughs> that's a whole other story. But Disney, you know, Avatar going back into Disney yeah. uh, brings us back to Star Wars. It does, yes. And so Rise of Skywalker's out. Yep. I watched it about two weeks ago. Yeah, I watched it when it came out at Christmas time. So not yes. right when it came out. Yes. Uh, about like three weeks later or two weeks later. Yes. Um, we all know, if you've listened to this podcast, uh-huh. that Todd has given up on Star Wars. <laughs> so if you're expecting him to have liked it, you're a fool. Yeah. For and, starters. And and I had said that I was going to finish out this Disney trilogy. I was like, I'm going to watch The Rise of Skywalker, and that's my last Star Wars ever. To the point that I'm not even going to watch Mandalorian new season. Just done. So I, on the other hand, am a huge Star Wars fan uh have been. as the majority of people yeah as the majority of people yeah. are yep uh and i would i would say that to make a comparison there's people who love harry potter so much or you might be in this boat with like lord of the rings that like it doesn't matter really what comes out of it mm-hmm. like the fantastic beast movies are not very good but some people might are such big fans of harry potter of lord of the rings amazon series isn't very good um i could see you falling in this camp of being such a big fan of Lord of the Rings that it doesn't really matter because it's just an opportunity to be back inside that world. Yeah, definitely. For a few I mean hours. when when the first Hobbit came out, like I remember a lot of people humming and hawing over like yeah. the troll scene. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I just love being back in that yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. But then it was the battle four armies uh, or five armies and I was like, yikes. But um I mean, I even loved like Desolation of Smog. And yeah. So there, I I gave it a lot of leeway before finally it broke me. <laughs> yeah. That last one. And I think with Star Wars, it's like they could be horrible movies, and I would still watch them. Like they could be soap opera level because uh, I just love the whole idea of Jedi's mm-hmm. and the Force and stormtroopers and X wings and yeah. like you know like just the world is what I love more so than the actual stories or characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do like the stories and characters as well, but like the world of Star Wars is just so fun to me. Yeah. Um, so I think going into it 
with this movie, I was like, hey, it's a chance to get into Star Wars. But my expectations were incredibly, incredibly low. Yeah. Like, I pretty much assumed that the movie was going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, I really did not like the last one. Last Jedi. Yeah, so let's let's maybe talk about like how we how we walked into watching the movie, how our, where our expectations were at. So the first one with that JJ did, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as I hoped it would be because I thought, well, hey, finally George isn't going to be yeah. in charge of them. Maybe these will be better. It was a setup. And JJ, like, I never was into Star Trek, but it seemed like people who did like Star Trek were really happy with his versions yeah. of it, and. I liked the Star Trek movies when I hadn't really ever been in Star Trek. So I was like, hey, as a non-fan, I liked his work. Um, but nonetheless, I was like, all right, I can get behind all this. I liked Ray. I liked Finn. I liked BB-8. Yeah. I was like like very surprised by how much I liked BB-8. Yeah. Um, they nailed BB-8. Yeah, Han Solo, like Harrison Ford definitely like phoned in his performance. Um, well, but- he like broke his back. So. Yeah, yeah, but still, he was just kind of like you could tell that he didn't really want to be there. But it still was fun to see him like as Han Solo. Yeah. When at one point, like he was my favorite actor yeah. in the whole world. He broke his leg. JJ broke his back. Oh, JJ broke Han Solo's back. No, JJ broke his own back. Oh wow! Like trying to because the door. Oh, he was shut. trying to. That's right. Yeah, he was trying to help him. Trying to like fracture his back or something. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, safety on set, omen. guys. Oh yeah, safety on major set. safety on set. Uh, so uh. So overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely parts of it that I was like, "Yeah, this seems like bad storytelling." Like One her quarter um, portion, Jakku. Well, and that was fine, <laughs> but no, I think probably with the first one, like my biggest complaint was like how quickly she became like so powerful in the force. So a lot of people's uh, complaint, uh, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and some of that is. Some of that's from the original trilogy where it's like Luke couldn't have beat Darth Vader in the first time he picked up a lightsaber. Um, you know, he had to go train with Yoda and even then he got his butt kicked, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had to go back and he had to like finish his training. And even then he kind of only was beating Vader because he let his anger get the better of him, you know? So it's like, he never really outdid Vader. Yeah. He outdid Vader by being like true to his Jedi principles, not because he was like a better saber fighter. Um, so, but it's really the trill the prequels is what like set up all this like lore as far as like how a Jedi's trained and how long it takes and how much yeah. work goes into it that then it kind of like was like, Man, all of a sudden this on trained girl picks up a lightsaber yeah. and can fight with it like We crazy. didn't even get her midichlorian count. I know. God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's higher than Masayotas. <laughs> cuts to Vegeta. Over oh, five thousand. <laughs> uh so anyways, I overall though I enjoyed the first one. Second one, I hated it. Yeah. I enjoyed it when I watched it because I was like, wow, this is a thrill ride. Yeah, it has a lot of visual. Yeah, com- yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, especially like the scene where they blast through on the hyperdrive and blow well, up. Well, it goes dead silent. Yeah. So like cinematically, yeah. it was like they did a really good job riding the emotions of the audience. Yeah. Orchestrating the emotions of the audience. Yeah. But then I went back and watched it a second time and I was like, wow, there's a lot of really bad storytelling <laughs> in here. Where like JJ had like one or two things. This yeah. has like twenty five to thirty. <laughs> this is really horrible. Yeah. And then I was like, the more I thought about it and the more that I watched it, the more I was like, I hate this movie. Yeah. This is really bad. <laughs> and this ruins so many things about Star Wars. Yeah. Which again, to me, the thing I love the most about it is the world. Yeah. And it like deconstructed it invalidated parts of the world that yeah. have been there from the eighties or the seventies when these movies came out. So yeah. 
wasn't crazy about that one. Yeah. Going into this third one, I was like, that last one was so bad. JJ already did some stuff in the first one. I'm glad he's directing instead of Ryan Johnson, but still glad it's not Jurassic World, dude, because I really hated those movies. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. So I was like, out of the three, this guy's at the best. Yeah. But if there's one thing JJ's not good at, it's wrapping up a story. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody knows that. Right. So I was like, oh, man, this is not going to be a good movie. Yeah. And I'm like, and seriously, where do you go after that crap pile of dong crap nonsense that <laughs> Ryan Johnson made? Yeah. So I went and saw it, and that's where I that's that's kind of like my approach into the movie. I, I won't say yet how I feel about it because I yeah. want people to now hear where <laughs> where where were you when you walked in? Because I think, as I've said many times, I think whether you like a movie or not, it's all about expectations right. and the expectations you have going into the movie. If it exceeds your expectations, you like it. Yeah. If it's if it if it goes below your expectations or doesn't meet your expectations, then you don't like it. Yeah. Um. So my expectations were on a scale of one to ten, they were like a zero. Yeah. But I was excited. But I was not going to pass up the chance to be in Star Wars Land. Yeah. For two hours. So it's like, uh, yeah. So the funny thing is, you and I had had a conversation about Rise of Skywalker and we had said we'd come to the conclusion JJ never wraps things up. Yep. So Mission Impossible, he did the third one. He revitalizes franchises. He does a really good job of revitalizing. So Mission Impossible, he revitalized that. Star Trek, he revitalized that. Um but a lot of people hated the last one. Did was that done by him? No. Oh, so okay. he did uh Star Trek one and two. So uh, Into Darkness was the last one he did. And that one was not very good. That was with Khan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the Benedict one people really hate. Yeah, yeah. They they don't hate it. It just was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. And then uh, Star Trek Beyond, uh, that's the Justin one. Lin did. And um, that one kind of brought it back. There were some hokey moments for me in it. I was like, eh. But overall, like, it's it's a fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Justin Lin does a really good job of making fun movies. He did, like, Fast and Furious and stuff like that. Um, so as we've seen... So what did you think of the very... of of the original of number seven uh star wars uh force awakens yeah um and that's that's you know it was it, it was very safe it was a safe movie yeah you know it's essentially a carbon copy of new hope you know the fact that like there's a new death star but it's bigger you know yeah it's a planet instead uh yeah it destroys entire sectors of the galaxy yeah. instead of just a planet yeah and here here's you and i have talked about the the disney trilogy as talking about the remakes with Disney movies, kind of bringing it full circle, there seems to be a lack of reverence for the original movies, you know? And we could talk about the prequels and how George... I mean, at the end of the day, Star Wars is a money-making machine. Well, I mean, any movie exactly. story is but a money-making Star machine. Star Wars especially, merchandising, yeah. you know, it's like number yeah. one merchandise. I mean, the whole reason the prequels got made is because George Lucas got the merchandising rights back. And so he was like, I'm going to make more stuff. You know, like he was able to renegotiate his terms. Yeah. Um, and so that was the whole reason he made the trilogy, uh, the prequels. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, he wanted to do uh, amazing new things in in uh, effects or, you know, like... Right. Digital. Digital effects. And so, um, so now you have Disney, who's the ultimate merchandising machine. And they get Star Wars and they're like, how do we make this relevant again? Let's get a girl protagonist who's our Jedi. Let's get, you know, let's have uh, 
we need a family member again. Like even down to the fact that like we're related, Luke Skywalker to Vader, Ben Solo's Kylo Ren now and all right. that stuff. And so then you go into Last Jedi. I mean, even the fact that they're kind of like her Han Solo character is yeah. Finn, who's a black guy, po, black stormtrooper. Exactly. Poe is essentially Harrison Ford 2.0. Um, but he's like, we need Luke Skywalker pilot type guy, but he's Poe, Dur- you know, yeah. Dameron or whatever. I love Oscar Isaac. I, th- I think casting wise, everything's great. It's just the story is not fleshed out throughout yeah. all the series as you, as we've seen. Directors come and go. Kathleen Kennedy does not know how to run her ship. Get your, you know, there's even talks that she's banned from Mandalorian season two set altogether. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so there could be some tides changing there. I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> That's like what everyone uh, hopes for. Um, <laughs> Our new hope. <laughs> Our new hope to Kathleen Kennedy uh, exportation. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, we should do a title crawl. That would be a new hope. <laughs> title. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy will leave. Yeah. Speaking about title crawls, there's where the red flag happened with Sky- Rise of Skywalker. When you wait, have wait. an exclamation mark. Wait, we're not getting into that yet. Okay. Last I, Jedi. I still I still want to set up like okay. where your expectations were okay. coming into this movie. So Last Jedi. I respect so Ryan's... the original. The, the oh, that was that was the yeah. Second one. Force Awakens, carbon copy. I even said at the end of it. Well, we'll see yeah, what the next. Yeah, I remember we all went and saw it together. Yep, and I, yes, and exactly I was like, what you said. We'll see where it goes from here. Yep. Last Jedi. Um, yes, like you said, great visual moments. But if you go back and really look at it, you're like, eh. Like even down to like stunt people hating that scene where Ray and Ben yes. are like fighting and because the, they're like you could see in the back where like a guy purposely misses. Yeah, exactly. Like Ray missed her cue point, so the the stunt coordinator has yeah, to just as like, opposed to going back and refilming it. <laughs> only one of the biggest movies filmed that year. Yeah, no, let's not let's not do another no, take. No, no. Instead, let's just have that guy purposely yeah. miss where they're like he could easily kill her right yeah. here if he had just struck her with the lightsaber. And I love Ryan Johnson, but he definitely focuses on like the metaphor more than the actual like nitty-gritty logic of yes. something you know like his movies are all about metaphor like even even I, looper yeah was like that yeah exactly and so there's i think ryan johnson really did have a love for the series i mean he but like the problem is he's almost gone too far intellectual yeah the way it's like metaphor yeah i still love him as a director i think right. he's a, and i think he's a great guy right We're not knocking him yeah i the, just think he made a, made a bad movie yeah i think at the end of the day like people want like the simplicity of star wars of good versus evil shooting pew, 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 you know yeah. like that's what they want they want yeah the they space. want meat and potatoes exactly and he came in with some like greek artisanal thing exactly. that's really popular that you know was made 400 years ago and somebody just found the recipe and he's like think about it and each yeah. meal is supposed to represent each bite is yeah. supposed to represent some theological statement and it's like dude we just wanted a really good piece of steak exactly. and a really good potato yeah and maybe something good to drink. And it's that's like, it. That was really flavorful in the moment, but I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was Last Jedi, walking out from that. And then. <laughs> and then obviously you hated Solo. So uh, even though those aren't in the trilogy, right. they still obviously affect your opinion of Disney yeah. Star Wars movies. Solo was inc- incredibly boring, unnecessary on all levels yeah. and all fronts. So then you come to this one. Yes. Where were you at? Um, you didn't I, even see it in the theater. So that obviously did, says. Did one not thing. see it in the theaters. Had. Nothing. My only wish was that it was entertaining. That was the only thing I wanted. I said, 
as long as it's entertaining, as long as I'm in that world. Because there's, no matter what, like the new Star Wars, what it has going for it is the graphics are better than ever. The colors are amazing. The, you know, just simply film-wise, like it's an incredible movie, um, visually. Uh, and so that's what I liked about Ryan Johnson, you know, like all, even Force Awakens, love the visual aspects of it. So we go in and opening, so my, my expectation is just let this be two and a half hours of like entertainment. Yeah. So where on a scale of zero to 10, where did you think the movie would fall? I, I mean, I really thought like, I'd be like, yeah, it was dumb, but like, at least it was entertaining. So I, yeah, but where would you rate it? When you walked into I would it, say zero as well. Zero? Yeah. Because I know that you really didn't think it was going to be any good, just like me, but then- Evan saw it, I saw it, yeah. and we both came back and told you, hey, it's pretty good. Then Allie saw it. She I definitely said, had like negative. I, my original original uh, was like negative. Like, this is going to be horse, okay. you know, manure. Like, yeah. it's going to be bad. But then, like, you know, you guys are like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. And, you know, I usually have the same taste. Like, when we've all walked out of the movies, we all kind yeah. of have had the general yeah. same. And so I was like, oh, it'll be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, it won't be Clone Wars bad. Because uh, you go back and watch Clone Wars, you're just like, holy cow. You're talking about, oh, yeah, the second the prequels, one. Episode yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was confused with the cartoon show. Yeah. Clone Wars is, hands down, has to be the worst Star Wars ever. Yeah, it was really bad. Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, on every level, it's, it's going back to The Hobbit, you know, talking yeah. about that kind of feel uh, where, you know, they were bringing in Sauron. And they were bringing in all these elements of Lord of the Rings, you know, and not making it its own story, which yeah. The Hobbit always has been. You know, The Hobbit, like the only thing that connects The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is the ring and Bilbo, you know, right. is that story continuing. You didn't have all these random right. weird yeah. Aegon that yeah. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that white goblin or whatever. Um, and, and so that's what happened with Rise of Skywalker, where all of a sudden you had three movies and it's not till the very last one that all of a sudden you bring back the emperor. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, the movie starts out with a sky full of star yeah. destroyers. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. and and Kylo Ren is there. So the So at this point we're getting into we're our getting reviews. Into it. Okay. Spoiler uh, alerts. We're getting into the movie. Uh well, and if people haven't seen it yet by now. I mean, what what have you been yeah, doing? It's uh, on Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, so I would say then I think that you and I both had the same expectations before we saw the movie. Yeah. Or before I saw the movie. Yep. Uh, we had the same expectations before I, falls, before I, I saw the I think I movie. had it lower than yours, though. Uh, like, I was like, I'm done with this. Well, but I mean, I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's probably true. But, but I mean, mine were really low. I, yeah. I think, again, I, I think I probably agreed with you. Yeah. But I wasn't done with it because I don't really, it could be horrible trash. Yeah, you'll trash. never be done with Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying from the very beginning. Like, no matter what, it can be horrible trash, yeah. and I will go watch it. If yeah. they make 10 more movies that are equally as good as The Last Jedi, I'll go see all 10 of them yeah. in the theaters, and I'll pay 15 bucks a ticket to see them if that's what it costs. Yeah. Because it's just fun to be in Star Wars yeah. land. Uh, but I think then your expectations went up a little bit more than mm -hmm. where mine were at yeah, because of your wife and two of your close friends telling you, eh, it's not horrible. Yeah. Where I went in being like, this is going to be worse than horrible. Yeah. This is going to be the worst. This is just going to be trash, total yeah. trash. And I was like, well, it's just very bad. Yeah. But maybe not total trash. 
<laughs> so now we'll get into the review of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, right off the bat. Exclamation mark in the opening crawl. I'm, I'm not down with that. That that to me breaks the whole kind of feel. Of the, the opening the crawl. Whole, yeah, I mean, it's like, attack! You know, it was just like, exclamation mark. I mean, that to me just seems amateur and yeah. like we're trying to have it. Like yeah. the opening crawl is enough. Like just... The whole point of it is like information, very right. basic information right. about like, you know, and even down to like the nitty gritty, like, you know, they're stationed down in Hoth and they're fighting against the Empire. Right. And if they, you know, if the Empire breaks through, this could be the last hope. And it yeah. leaves you on like this edge of like, wow. No, right off the bat, Kylo Ren's seeking across the galaxy and he finds... I, it, it just feels like we skipped a huge section. Yeah. We skipped a whole movie almost. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Last Jedi, should have, they should have just paid and been like, let's forget that. That's not canon. That's a side little thing. And JJ can just make his own story. I know. They had that petition after the movie came out where everybody's like, can we just, like, we want another yeah. version of just this. Just make like a Rogue One type movie where it's like, it kind of fills in the gap yeah. in between Last Jedi and stuff like that. Or, you know, they, have have a time gap. Like, that's why I really thought when after The Last Jedi, I go, oh, the next movie's going to take place like 20 yeah, years I later. I remember you saying that. Because that makes more sense. You can have more backstory. You can let the yeah. audience kind of. I think there was somewhat of a time jump, but not six, not, not. What, like a year? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, so then all of a sudden, we're seeing the Emperor. Holy cow. We're seeing the sky full of Star Destroyers. The su- Holy cow. Definitely the sky full of Star Destroyers bothered me a yeah. lot. You're a sky. <laughs> You're a sky. <laughs> Where I was just again because of like watching all these movies, yeah. being in Star Wars land. Yeah. You know, that's like if all of a sudden in Lord of the Rings, there's 10 million uh, hobbits yeah. fighting in golden <laughs> armor. And it's like, no, yeah. that's impossible. There's well, not it, even that many hobbits. It you know? had it's the like, same feeling for me when I saw the Dwarven army and the Battle of Five Armies, and they were all CGI. You know, and it was just this weird, like, taking you out of it, and everything was CGI, and there's this weird glossy look <laughs> yeah. over all of, like, Battle of Five Armies, and just that moment where Thorin's fighting Aegon or whatever, and it's on the ice. It just felt, like, cheap. Just yeah, all felt really bad, really rushed. Well, and really t- rushed. Well, and to me, it's just like I'm like, there's no way that he would be able to build that many. Yeah, like Star Destroyers are expensive. <laughs> they didn't even have that many yeah. when the Empire was actually alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no concept. Like in the battle with, like in the indoor battle. Yeah, there's probably like, I don't know, a hundred of them. Yeah, and that's at the height of the Empire. There was like a thousand. It seemed like yeah. almost or like 500 up in the sky. It was so many. Well, and if you can clone. So the whole point is that they wanted to wrap up the whole Snoke thing. And so Snoke was a puppet for Palpatine. Palpatine right. was a clone and all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Why not just make a whole army of Palpatines or a whole army of Snokes, a clone Snokes? Especially if they can use the force. Yeah. yeah. Don't make them old. Don't make them nasty looking. Just clone them to the right, the prime power. Because as we know... Lightning, I mean, literally, the Emperor is using lightning and is taking out a whole fleet of yeah. people. One guy, you can clone yourself and take over the galaxy that way. Like, <laughs> it's just things like that where I'm like, what? Like this, I mean, the whole trope of the energy power going into the sky, like that's been in everything. 
Marvel movies, DC movies. I mean, they just are like going back to this over and over and over. Giant stream in the sky. It's almost like they're just tired and just like, I don't I don't know. Just have a giant energy beam suit into the sky and everyone's like dying and the hero will just kill the person and be over. That's fine. Okay, great. Uh, so anyways, wrapping it up. Yeah, the, so- the movie... The original, you were talking about how you love being in the world of Star Wars. And and talking with you and Evan about this, you know, you guys were both saying, well, it just felt like a Star Wars movie again. Wait, wait, are we now skipping through? Because we only got to the first five minutes of the movie. Right. And you're wrapping it up already. I'm not, I'm not wrapping it up. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm talking about like... Because I like going through it step by step. Right, right. This that, is interesting. The, the rush of it going okay, into okay. it. The, every Star Wars movie has like this kind of slow buildup. You know, like where we're, we're seeing the character, we're kind of seeing what's happening. Um, Return of the Jedi, even like the fact that Luke goes to Jabba and he's all blacked out. We see, like, right. you know, that he's matured. We see that he's a new man, especially after the end of Empire Strikes Back. There was that moment of um, he gets his hand chopped off. Right. They're like hopeless. And that's the whole point of the Last Jedi. You know, it's like we're hopeless. Where do we go from here? We're starting on, it would be like if we started with Vader or something and he was chasing down. It's just this, you know, you need to have that moment of like talking about the hero, where the hero is at, where are we, what's right. happening. So it's almost in the editing, you would have liked it better if it had started with Ray being trained by Leia. Yeah. And which they did that in that flashback, but instead start the movie with that. I would have had her maybe talking to a force of, uh, because they're trying to build up their army, right? They're trying to right. fight the Empire. And so showing her diplomatic side of things or showing that she has grown with her you know, powers and stuff like that. And we saw that a little bit with her training. But I'm trying to think, like even going back, because the movie, the pace is so quick. Everything's happening so quick. That conversation between Kylo Ren and the Emperor is like that. It's like... Yeah, couple minutes. He walks into this. A don't even know where this place is at. This place is like huge pillars of the emperor, and he's so old. He's attached to this giant machine. Yep. And then he has all these hooded like creatures that are like his followers and stuff. And so you're seeing all these clones. And I mean, what's stopping Kylo Ren from just killing the emperor and just taking over at that point? Like uh, that's where because. Throughout the whole movies, Kylo Ren and Rey have had this like back and forth. Am I good? Am I bad? You know, like we could do it together. And Last Jedi kind of set up where Kylo Ren is like, I'm taking over. I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm the villain now. They kind of reverted that back to, no, actually, Palpatine's still the bad guy. You know, they kind of, within those two movies, diverted his his character development yeah and so then when character development later on it's just like instantaneous you know it's it's this complete jump and so i i even the fact that like he remolds his helmet <laughs> like he, right he puts his helmet back together he's got his knights of ren you know it, it's just you can tell that like they're trying to sloppily put the story that they had put in place before back together and then now we have this adventure where Rey has to go and find where the Emperor is. Because they find out that the Emperor is alive at one point. 
So that's why I'm like already confused. Do they actually discover that the Emperor's alive? Because Poe. I thought he, it was just a holocron and they hear this message. Do they hear the mess? I don't know. I just know that Poe is talking to all the people and he's yeah. like, the Emperor is back. And everyone's like, oh, and they're like, yeah, he cloned Palpatine. And like, he essentially just lays it all out to yeah. everyone there. And he's like, we're going to have to like fight. But that could be later on. Um, because C3PO can't translate Sith. Sith. And so. Because it goes against his code. Goes against his code. This is, this is where. <laughs> this is already. I've watched this movie not even that long ago. I'm trying to remember it. Well, um, so after the Palpatine thing. With, with, and I, I would definitely agree. Um, Ben Solo definitely did not get his justice in this movie. No. Um, he doesn't even get a force ghost at the end. Well, but he was, see, that's the one the thing with the force ghost that they like have gotten very liberal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and to a certain degree, like Anakin should have never have gotten one because the force ghost isn't something that all Jedi's get. You have right. to like learn how to do it. Yeah. And that's why Yoda knew how to do it. And in the Clone Wars cartoon, he like goes and like meets with these like basically like force beings that sort of like are almost like beyond this world and like are kind of in the sort of in this like in between almost like angels almost sort mm-hmm. of. And they teach Yoda how to become a force ghost and like how to like live in the force after you die. Yeah. And so then that's what he says to Obi-Wan at the end of uh, episode three when obi-wan's going to go into hiding is that like i have something for you to like work on and and like train and like learn how to do in the force so it's like obi-wan could only do that because he's been sitting on tatooine for years yeah. decades yeah waiting for something to happen and so it's like he's mastered this ability yoda mastered the ability and then all of a sudden anakin who was a bad guy never learned how to do it dies and becomes a force ghost yeah and it's like, well, that's actually not accurate, which the problem obviously with Star Wars is that it has huge plot holes in it because it was never planned to be yeah. all these different trilogies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's stuff in the episodes one, two, three that totally mess up episode four, five, six, especially when it's supposed to be the prequel to those stories. <laughs> and it like messes stuff up. Like stuff I hated about the prequels was the fact that all the technology was so much better yeah. than the movies. Except for... Uh, Queen Amidala's uh, suitcase. Apparently, she yeah, just that's has right, a exactly. <laughs> But I was like, these ships are so much fancier yeah. and nicer. Clean. And I was, like, I, was yeah. like, I want somebody to explain to us that, like, <laughs> yeah, but the shields aren't as good. Or, yeah, they're shiny and clean, but they're like, you know, it's the difference between like a Lexus and a tank. You know, the tank was the X Wing and the Lexus well, was maybe this earlier it, Naboo fighter. It all goes in because all Star Wars it takes place in a galaxy far, far, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So the whole point is that technology long time ago is better than it is now so it's like the farther back we go the better technology gets. yeah maybe that's uh, gotta maybe, be it maybe that's gotta so be it. but then uh <laughs> then these new ones same thing where it's like uh oh now everybody who's a jedi can become a force ghost no like even in the end of this movie where they all kind of show up yeah and like are talking to ray it's like that's not actually possible because well they don't talk to ray it's just luke and leia and they just look at her as she buries their lightsabers in the ground. Well, no, no. When, like, she, when, she, when she's fighting the Emperor, don't they have kind of like the Harry Potter moment? No. Oh, no, you hear the voices. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. And I will admit, that was a cool scene. That was cool. That was yeah, cool. the spectacle of that was cool. Yeah. But from a plot hole, plot hole standpoint, that is actually impossible. <laughs> like, 
So there's definitely stuff like just like you yeah. can't build a sky full of star destroyers. Yeah. Like, a star destroyers require fuel. They require an economy. Like those are like people? aircraft carriers. Yeah. yeah, they have thousands of people on board. Millions. <laughs> yeah. On, you know, like those star destroyers are like the size of a country. Like they're huge. Yeah, and they have yeah they have thousands of people yeah. inside them operating them, making them run. It's like yeah. where are all these people yeah. coming from? Yeah. And like again, at the height of the empire, they didn't have that many ships. Yeah. So how does he have all those again? like 20 years later yeah that's impossible <laughs> so that uh, to me there definitely was like stuff in the whole thing where like what you're getting at where i'm like what yeah. even like the skip jumping the hyperspace skip jumping it's like when we first learn about hyperdrive hyperspace han solo says you can't just punch in any old coordinate and jump you have to plan it out because otherwise you might that. hyperdrive into an asteroid but poe is better <laughs> That's yeah. the thing is with all these Star Wars, every person is better. Now, I will say it was cool watching him like hyper skip or whatever they called it. But you know what it reminded me of? Of Guardians of the Galaxy when they did that. Oh, they did you do know? that. And yeah. like they were like losing their minds and all that stuff. That works because it's comical and it's, and it's whatever. A, and it's a comic book. Yeah, it's a comic book. It's a talking raccoon yeah. for And so at the... <laughs> I mean, there's... there's all okay. right, so so that, so that so yeah, we have the... So let's go to Ray training. She's training. She's running through the woods. She's She's... Doing all yeah, yeah. This so after first... after Ben shows up, right? Then then we go to the hyper jumping thing, right? No. So we see her training in the woods, and then it goes to and she. That's when she has her first moment of seeing Kylo Ren and her, and they're talking. To oh, each okay. And this is the thing that really pissed me off. They have this thing throughout this whole movie, which we've never seen in the entire stories right. of Star Wars. Her and Ben have this connection where they can just like see each other, see each other, touch things. Now, granted, I guess they had that a little bit in Last Jedi, and did they yeah. have that in Force Awakens? Uh, no, they didn't see each other. So I guess in Force they got Awakens. connected when they first like meet. When they fought the first when time in the woods the first, yeah. is what Snoke says. Right, and so then they have a connection, and so now they're able to like grab stuff out of midair. Well, in the in in the Last Jedi, they were. Um, they were communicating. They were communicating a lot. And but it then, was like in their minds. Right, right. And then something happened to where like there was water or something where it was like something from one person's world or like area of the world came into the other person's area. I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but it was like it was like something like like where she was standing was water. And so yeah. then when she disappeared, there was like a pool of water where she was standing in his Star Destroyer uh, okay. or something like that. Um, or, or like she got mad and like busted up stuff in his office, yeah. you know, or wherever he was and uh, not his office, but <laughs> his mahogany <laughs> office, his desk with his books and his guest bedroom file cabinets. <laughs> computer that. Uh, <laughs> that'd be so funny. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, once again, so they, yeah, so they had that thing, which we haven't ever seen that before. Yeah. But we haven't ever seen anything. So as far as like, I think that's the biggest thing to me with these franchise movies is when there's huge plot holes. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's why I hated Jurassic Park because there's like stuff Jurassic in World. Jurassic World. Yeah, I love Jurassic Park, but yeah. Jurassic World where there's stuff in that that you're like, no, that is not possible in the world <laughs> you created. You have to be true to the yeah. rules of your world. Yeah. As a, as a creator, as a writer, as an author, as a filmmaker, whatever, the person making the story has to be true to those rules. Yeah. And you can bend the rules, but you can't break the rules because yeah. then otherwise, like the whole thing is you're trying to convince the audience to sustain disbelief. Yeah. 
And it, and the way that we do that is by you saying, hey, I know that in normal world, this isn't possible. But yep. in this world, toys can talk. Animals can have romances and brothers can be mad at each other and, you know, as in Lion King. In this world, there's magic and you can evaporate and there's a school for magicians. In this world, you can, you know, have yeah. talking clocks. You know, it's like, and that's all fine yeah. in that world. Well, and it but works. you have to then stay within it. Well, the Toy Story one works too because it's not like they're just talking and walking around while humans are walking around. You know, there's yeah. this sense of like, the thing we always ask ourselves, what do our toys do when we're not there? Right. You know, they fall, you know, or, they fall yeah, when we, exactly. we come in the room. Jurassic World, especially Jurassic World Part 2, um, the dinosaur being the ultimate weapon, like that's what their their whole thing is. They made this dinosaur yeah. that like if they had a laser, it would go and attack people, which at that point, just use your gun. Just yeah. shoot the person. Or a missile. Or a missile. There's yeah. so many other things that are more powerful than a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like in Star Wars being like the Rancor is the ultimate weapon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, that's so, not true. So I think that's the stuff where it's like if they if yeah. they stay within the the rules of the world, I'm okay with it. And in the rules of the world, the force is the most powerful thing. Right. And we've seen that throughout the stories. Yeah. So the idea that two people are so connected through their force connection, that their connection with the force has also then like bonded them together in a weird, in a weird way to where they can talk to each other telepathically from a distance. Like that actually works for me. Okay. Even though it's like, that seems I, insane. It's like, it can be like, hey, this is a rare thing that doesn't happen very yeah. often. But because the force is everywhere and we're all connected to the force, it's like they're now able to connect through each other to yeah. each other through the force. Yeah, and I and I get the once like, they talking. started teleporting, that's when it got weird. Like, like <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, the talking makes sense because Luke and Leia had that. You right. know, like she sensed where he was at, and you know, they're twins. Like that right. makes sense. Like they would have the ultimate bond. Um, and so, yeah, like yeah, I think it was the next step of like. All of a sudden, things are in their room, like teleporting. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's Luke at the end of The Last Jedi, you know, where he, like, transported himself. Right. And they were fighting, but he wasn't actually there. I don't know. It's, it's the, they, they, tra they, they made up things in their world that are the wrong things. Yeah. You know, and they carbon copied the wrong things. So don't carbon copy the Death Star. Don't carbon copy the, like, the things that your story structure should be kind of based around. Like the thing of Star Wars, which is so amazing, is that you're this kid. The hero's journey is a wonderful journey. And there's a reason why that story works. Because it's we live through that protagonist. We want to be the kid. Every person, I remember watching Star Wars, being in my hometown of Illinois. Love you, Evan. Love you, Kyle. But come on, Illinois. <laughs> let's, let's be you real. You guys are living... In an area that used to be all farmland. Yeah. So it's like you are exactly. the Tatooine exactly. moisture farmers. Exactly. And so like being like, I want to do something amazing. I want to be big, you know, in a, even though I moved to Rome, Georgia. But Although, yeah, exactly. Your <laughs> dad, though, different. sold stuff to farmers. So does that make you a Jawa? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but like that world, as you said, that world was great. Like even like, right. the, like dryness of that world and and getting out of there and right and the vastness of space and even the fact that like the ultimate weapon is a moon and right it's so incredible you've got to dispute uh suspend disbelief suspend your disbelief so now we are in rise of skywalker yeah so she's training she sees ben she sees ben and she's like oh i need to 
because like he says to her emperor's back like you and i can like rule the galaxy together and she's like oh no the emperor's back so now we have to go figure out where to find him yeah and where to find him is this discarded part of the death star that's landed on this planet right of these holocrons right sith holocrons so which the sith holocron thing is a real thing uh and that's a part of like the world that i was like well that that works yeah. like as far as copying things from earlier stuff and bringing it forward to this movie like bringing up a sith call holocron or a jedi holocron in like the old republic and stuff that happened even before the episode one two three when like the jedi and the sith at one point were basically the governments and it was like the jedi had an entire part of the galaxy and the sith had an entire part of the galaxy and they had these huge battles against each other where they would be using the force to attack each other and fight each other and in big huge ways uh these holocrons would be things that would lead them to temples that would basically be like these surges of power that if you got them you could kind of almost like increase your power and increase your connection to the force and especially on the dark side the jedis were usually like a place of meditation and training but the dark side was like a place to like these things that would have like full rage and you know these like sith almost like powers to like increase your anger and your sith power you know do you, do you need to take a breath from your inhaler you nerd <laughs> uh, just you talking i'm like Nah. <laughs> like my brain was literally like switching into rage. Like, <laughs> so so the Sith Holocron thing is a real thing. Is yeah. What I'm saying. And I would assume that then where he was going based off of like where it was at that um that they had the Sith had built a temple to the Sith on the planet that the Emperor was at, and all those people that were there were like worshippers of the Sith. Because just like in Rogue One, where there's like people who guard the Jedi temples of the past, and even in Episode One, Two, Three, there would be people who would guard the Jedi temples. Uh, there would be Sith temples that would also have then been like had followers and low, almost like cult followings that protect it, take care of it. And I'm assuming then that's why it was like hard to get to because it's a Sith temple. Yeah, and the Sith haven't been in charge for a really long time until recently, so it would have to be some really hard thing to navigate to and get to. Otherwise everybody would go there. Yeah. Um, but even in uh, rogue one where Darth Vader is at, he's at a Sith temple when they like call him. Okay. That like lava planet. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a, a former Sith temple. And that, then he made it his like place of like refuge, basically yeah, prime real estate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was the thing. These places would almost like sort of like the balance of good and evil, almost like Harry Potter type yeah. level stuff where it's like, evil like loves to be evil <laughs> right exactly and so if you went into these temples it was like full of evilness yeah. and the force the force was swayed to the dark side there so much that if you were of the dark side you could go there and almost like be rejuvenated in your dark sidedness yeah and if you were the light side that would be really tempting and you'd feel this like oppressive power there uh where in the jedi temples it would be the other way and like part of darth vader's job was like go around and destroy all the jedi temples after uh like in between basically like episode three and four. So there's things like that where I was like, eh, okay. Now the whole crown being like this like knife blade thing. That was weird. So they find the knife the blade on this planet where Coachella is happening. <laughs> Coachella. Uh, there's all these aliens. So what'd you think about that? Cause I actually like that. I just, I, you didn't already care at that point. Nah, you usually like the strange creatures. I love the strange creatures. And that was another problem I had with the movie. 
The strange creature, there was one creature that legitimately looked like a child drew it. And I think a make a wish, like they made it <laughs> into the movie. Because it was like this slight thing with like little ears like that like came out. Yeah. And it looks so fake and cartoony compared to like just like like my favorite thing about Star Wars is going into those bars and you're seeing like the devils there. You're yeah. seeing like butt faces there. You're yeah. seeing like all these things, but they're like prosthetics and they're real. Yeah. There was a moment where one guy is obviously a young uh, Admiral Akbar like type fish yeah. thing, and it was completely CGI. You know, like yeah. it, it looked fake. Um, my favorite creature was the little like Wadoka that like worked on the C three bill. Yeah, a lot of people liked him. Yeah, yeah he's great. Um, and Baba Moaning, Duke or something. Baba like Duke, that. yeah, Moaning Myrtle. She played him, and she learned puppeteering. So that she could like puppeteer him and play his voice and stuff like that. So Bob <laughs> Duke great. Uh, so, so I actually like the Coachella thing. Coachella, man. But the problem is they just look like elephants. You know, yeah, they well, weren't like fine. alien enough. And I mean, but have you seen, I mean, do you remember some of the old ones from the original trilogy? Like but one, one of the guy, <laughs> the guy that uh, like is the Empire spy and like tells them that like Luke and Obi-Wan are getting on the Millennium Falcon. Like he looks like a elephant. Their droids straight up were just trash cans back then. Like there are like a trash can. I know. Was a I know. And I love. Them. I know. So that's what I'm saying. These people kind of fit that. Yeah, I I think. I think you should give the Coachella aliens a second Coachella. chance. I don't know. I, I like the fact that it was like, look at this culture. They're celebrating. They're having fun. They're having their festival. They just happen to like show up during this festival time. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. When did the stormtroopers get there? That's why I want to know. Like all of a sudden they were just like there on the ground and it was like, Oh, um, I, I think they were there to begin with. I think it's like, like I think the empire or not the empire, the new order the new has order. taken over all the planets for right. the most part again. So and, and for sure, like you're saying within a year time span, <laughs> uh, the new order has completely destroyed the new Republic. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that seems a little implausible. Yeah. But at the same hand, for some odd reason, the New Republic supposedly after episode three and episode between episode three or no episode six and seven, they did a complete disarmament and got rid of all of their their like weapons and, uh-huh. and like spaceships yep. for battle their battleships uh, and X wings. Don't are, take my guns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we needed some of those apparently in Star Wars land because. Yeah. The New Republic was like, we're all about peace. Let's get rid of all of this stuff. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Then they, then they lost died. everything. So we're, we're on the planet. They yeah. got to run because they get this knife and. Uh, and the well, knife the, was in the desert. The right? knife was in that little cave with the snake. Yeah, where they fell down in the sand. She, Which, what was she what was Finn the, trying to tell Ray That he's in love with her? I don't know. Because he never said it to her, because right? Because guess what? They have no clue what to do with Finn. <laughs> They have no clue what to do with any of these characters. Poe was only supposed to be in the very first scene of The Force Awakens. He was supposed to die. Like, that was a legit real thing. But Oscar Isaac was sad. And so he said, I actually want to be in more of the movie. Papa Abrams, I want to be in more of the movie. So Papa Abrams said, sure, because I only hire my friends. <laughs> well, and then he did become one of a lot of people's favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, Dominic uh, Monaghan? You know why he's in this movie? Uh, Pippin? Or, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Mary. Play Mary. Yeah. He won a bet. <laughs> they bet in like a World Cup. Him and J.J. Abrams. And he said, I need to be in the new Star Wars movie if I win this. And he won. And that's why he's in this movie. 
Um, Which they had worked together at Lost. Yeah. So it's not like a complete like right, out right, of the right. part. But. Well, they were friends. So they had worked together. Yeah. That's how. But his character served really no purpose. I will say this. The one complaint that a lot of like, people had where they were like, Rose isn't in this movie. She's, not, she's in this movie a lot. Like Rose plays a major part. Like she is essentially Leia because Carrie Fisher passed away. And so the scenes with Carrie Fisher are so stuffed into this movie because they're all deleted scenes from right. Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So they're like, we need her. So she's literally, Ray is saying this whole monologue to her. But I gotta go, go. And should I go? No. But if I don't go, then, then the Empire will become stronger than ever. Yes. You know, and it's like, it's just one little line and they're like, okay, now we're going to have her like pass out and lay down. I do wonder what would have happened with the movie if Carrie Fisher had not unfortunately died. Um, well, it was supposed to be her movie. So well, that's the thing. Because yeah. I was like, um, yeah, and that would make sense because Harrison Ford was basically the first one. Luke was the second one and then yeah. she would have been the third one. Yeah. And when you're going back to like, well, shouldn't Ray be like building an army and doing all this diplomatic stuff? That was never Ray's role. Right. Because Ray was never actually in charge of the resistance. Mm -hmm. Leia was in charge yeah. of the resistance. Leia was always in charge and of the resistance. And that's where I was like, have it where she passed along, but she was able to build up this army. Yeah. And now Ray, along with this army that General or Well, even in the second one, it's really not like Ray's role. And it was never Luke's role to be in charge. Right. Of the, it was Poe. Poe was like Poe yeah. po was being prized. And so had Poe, you know. And yeah. so Ray's Which he kind of did a little bit. I mean, he, he did go and get everybody else. And they said, on your left. And they all showed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, instead of a cool, like, machine, like, realistic things, they have a giant lightning bolt coming up into the sky. Um, and then, of course, they're like, we can't fight them. So let's ride our horses on them. <laughs> uh, so they get their transport and they ride horses on it. Uh, so anyway, but back back to uh, they're, they're following. So they're yeah. in the desert. Coachella's happening. They yep. run away. Yep. Um, they, fall, right. they fall into quicksand. Yeah. Um, and so uh, is this... Because they're being chased down by stormtroopers, right? Yeah. Who are flying or something and like that. And so Chewbacca gets arrested. During that well, no, they fall in the sand. In the sand, they can't find anything. Right. There's right. that monster thing down there that wants to eat them all. Yeah. And Ray, po, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Finn was like, right. And yeah. then obviously he was going to say he loved her, but yeah. and because then Ray, Star Wars fans are racist, they don't want a white person, a black person. To and then Ray. Uh, <laughs> real thing. <laughs> uh, and then Ray uh, does like the force basically and calms the serpent down. Right. Because here's another question. And she gets I had. the sword, the, the blade. Yeah. The actors did a great job. They delivered the lines with quips like it was a good script. They <laughs> they delivered the lines like it's well written, but it's not well written. So he's like, I'm gonna shoot, don't shoot. And, you know, it's supposed to be like this funny, like back and forth, but then Ray's having like this serious moment. So throughout the whole movie, I don't know what to feel because as you said, orchestrating the uh, audience's emotion, JJ does not do that. You know, he is just trying to shovel information into the movie, which I get it. Like, it's the last movie. You're trying to just get as much information. Um, so you either come one of two problems. Battle of Five Armies, you don't have enough information. So you're just squeezing that thin. Scott, Rise of Skywalker, you have too much to work with. You're trying to just get too much into one movie because really this was like the whole trilogy just shoved into this movie. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, you could have like at the beginning of Force Awakens, 
Emperor Palpatine's back. Like, whoa, like what? Yeah. You know, and could have throughout the three movies worked off that. Um, because Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, you know, New Hope was supposed to be its own singular movie, you know. Right. No one thought it was gonna be a success and all that stuff. Right. So then they were built off of that. You know Star Wars is gonna be a success. <laughs> Just make the whole trilogy. You even had a plan for the whole trilogy. So why are you doing the New Hope method? Well, so they didn't actually have a plan for the whole trilogy. Well, obviously, because yeah. as the movies went yeah. on, they're like uh, actors. But when they were like, they had the three directors. Like they had. Oh had yeah, yeah. But they, the other two though hadn't written anything yet. <laughs> so that yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. What you're saying yeah. here is absolutely one. I when I walked out of the theater, my number one thought was, wow, if they knew this was where, if they knew that this is where it was going to end, the er, two earlier movies could have been so much better if they had incorporated some of the stuff from this movie yeah. into those movies. Yeah. Like I thought it was super weird that Emperor Palpatine was back in the last movie. Yeah. But I wasn't like opposed to Emperor Palpatine being back. Yeah. Like he was the bad guy of the first trilogy. He was technically the bad guy of the second trilogy. Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader was, but really it was the Emperor. I mean, because at the end, who's the bad guy who dies mm-hmm. and, and the heroes win when he dies? The Emperor. Yeah. Not Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, and then who's the bad guy of the third trilogy? Emperor could be the bad guy again. Yeah. And in the books that they went on afterwards, because they wrote all these books about like what happens to Luke and Leia and Han and everybody after, uh, the Emperor does come back. That's a real thing. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I can, yeah. I can buy that. It's just weird that it's like all of a sudden at the Shoved very end. Shoved in the last one. You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, don't try and carbon copy with Snoke and like the new yeah. order and all this stuff, just say it's the emperor, you know, like yeah. just, just have Palpatine back. Like even the fact that like, like it makes sense that he's cloned. Like, of course, like, um, the I guy. believe, uh, Count Dooku even said that, you know, the, the Sith used dark magic to live forever, essentially yeah. by using cloning and all that stuff. So that is completely plausible to me. That right. makes sense. But the fact that you're doing it at the last movie, you know, yeah. you're shoving it in there. Um, and, have you read the Colin Trevorrow? No. Star Wars? So it starts out saying that um, in the sky, you see uh, the sky full of sky, Star Destroyer, each one pointing out like uh, like uh, the blades on a leather band, like the like spikes on a leather band bracelet. Like he says that in the trailer or in the, in the script. Like yeah. there's, it's like red flag already right there. <laughs> so... I mean, it's just, there's this, mis- it's just too much. So anyways. Yeah, so they go, they find the blade. They heal her. And then that's when, that's when Ben shows up. Kylo Ren shows up. Right. With the Knights of Ren, it's going to be awesome. You think it's going to be awesome. Knights of Ren, the most underutilized people in the whole series. Because they're like, they're awesome. But then Kylo Ren can just destroy them like nothing. It's like, uh. <laughs> I think there needs to be a little bit of a fight later. But so the snake goes away. They get out. Yeah. Uh, that's when we find out C-3PO's like, I can't read this blade. Well, I mean, first. Because they the snake goes away, and that's when they see oh, the blade. And yeah. they're like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's got Sith writing. And he's like, Do you know, 10 trillion, 10 yeah. trillion or whatever. And he's like, but we're not allowed to do this. So they find out essentially that they have to wipe his memory, but they know a guy. And so like, that's where we got to go. So they're going out. And that's when all the stormtroopers show up and they're trying to get away. And then right. they can fly. They can fly. Right, right. Um, Kylo Ren shows up. Once again, dialogue delivered like it's witty. Who was flying? The stormtroopers. Oh, they, they can fly. On. They can fly. And they have jetpack and all that stuff. And so 
Ray gets separated by them, and that's when Kylo Ren's flying right, with right, his uh, from the sh- movie Tie Fighter, and she flips and cuts the wing off and all that stuff because she's awesome, and Kylo Ren sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> but they love each other. Chewie gets captured, yeah, and immediately the transporter's going away, um, and she's like Chewie, so she's grabbing it with the force. Kylo Ren's grabbing it with the force. You know, it's all this moment, and then. Force lightning shoots out from her hand. From her hand, yeah, know, blows it up. Whoa! Like everyone's shocked, and she's like, Gary! Um Almost immediately from that moment, she's like, "I killed Chewie." They get on the plane, all stuff, and fly away. She's not very sad about it. Well, no. As an audience, before we can even yeah, process no, we it, the... we see him alive again. Yeah, like so quickly. Yeah. So we like once again we don't even get allowed a feeling like i because it was so quick that he got captured i knew that he wasn't on that transporter you know like there was just like there was just like of course no like yeah who cares so he's up on the death star you know they they got him or whatever and so star destroyer star destroyer and so they have to go save or no no they go that's when they're like Chewie's dead. We have to go to this next planet. Yeah. Um. And and get C three PO right mixed up. So they go there. Poe apparently has this whole other life where he was a smuggler. Right. Because why is it that every charismatic character in the Star Wars universe has to be a is a scoundrel? <laughs> every single one. Well, like you said, they're trying to. Do him off of Han Solo, and he was a smuggler. Yeah, are they trying to make his own movie? I mean, I would not be opposed. I love Poe, but at the same time, it's just like, come on, guys. Like, there's no creativity here whatsoever. And so, apparently, he has this love interest with this. Yeah, with a clan that he used to run with, basically, a gang. Which, did you ever see, uh, uh, what is it, Rocket? uh, Yeah, I was just thinking about Rocketeer. Yeah, Rocketeer. That's what she looked like. (laughs) Oh, Rocketeer over here. And she's like, you know. Like we're we're trying to fight these guys, and the planet they get to once again, like every planet is so quick. We're there for a moment. We're yeah. seeing it's like all of a sudden we went from like this cold or this hot place that looked like Tatooine. Once again, looks like any other planet. Jakku, Tatooine, all looks the same. They're wearing robes. Nothing different. Coachella is happening. That's the most interesting thing. Now they're on this cold planet. It's dark. You know, and they take out all these guys and they have to get into Baba Duke and, you know, they're waiting and it's this emotional moment where C-3PO's like, I want to say goodbye to my friends one last time. We're supposed to feel something. Oh, let's not forget, we all of a sudden have a new droid. Like, oh yeah, the little- BB-8's like, I'm sad, I'm going to make a new droid. And this droid, like, it almost felt like they're like, we need to, like, tell the audience what to feel. Because guess what? This droid, unlike C-3PO or BB-8, can talk. And so he's like, sad, sad, sad. Like, he's literally telling the audience, we need to feel sad in this moment. <laughs> like, it's just like, do they just think we're idiots? Like, I don't know. Uh, so, Maybe yeah, I'm yeah. going too far. But No, no, I, no it's just funny. <laughs> uh, so... Um, <laughs> I think with that scene, um, I think again, uh, my feelings on some of that stuff, like the chewy thing, I was also like, oh, that felt rushed. And then right away, it's like, oh, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, then I have like no, I don't, I'm not worried that he's going to die now because yeah. you would have killed him if you were going to kill him. That would have been the moment right there yeah. to kill him. 
Um, Ray shooting out lightning. I always liked that probably with Ray's story where it's like she definitely like tempted the dark side a lot more than all the other Jedi heroes. Like Luke or like Anakin had that moment where he goes and kills all the all the Tuscan Raiders with his mom. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, he doesn't really like dip into his anger that much. Yep. Where like Ray almost is like, why is it bad for me to be angry and use the power of my anger yeah. for good? Yeah. Like she's like, I want to be like righteously angry. Yeah. Not yeah, they, like angry for yeah. the sake of anger. Yeah. And so it's like you see her like dipping into that. But when she blows up the ship that she's trying to save because <laughs> she's mad at Ben and kills Chewie. Yeah. If she had killed him. Yeah. Even if she didn't, like she just killed a bunch of people with her force lightning and lightning force lightning is like the like ultimate bad guy thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like that's an ultimate like dark, dark side tool. Yeah. And it's almost like in all the games and all these other things that I've played over the years, it's like you can't have lightning unless you're a dark side person. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like that when it happened. I was like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, and, and it almost like, you know, it's like, yeah. Ben is on the dark side, has more training and is more powerful currently, but Ray is legitimately a stronger force user than he is. And if she went to the dark side, she could kill him. Yeah. And if she stays on the good side, she'll also be able to kill him. Yeah. Like it showed that like, yeah, you're you have way more experience than I do and you're farther along in the journey, but like I'm quickly catching up on you exponentially and it's not gonna be long until I'm way better than you. Yeah. And you kind of saw that in that moment. Yeah. Um and then holding the ship was cool, all that. Yeah. But I also was like immediately like Chewie's back. So I was yeah. like, well, that was kind of a waste yeah. of like an emotional moment. Cause I was like, did they just kill Chewie? And then I was like, oh no, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then Ray almost kind of had the same feelings and everybody on the ship did that we did. Mm-hmm. Like Chewie has been like traveling around with Finn and, and, um, uh, I just blanked Poe. Po. Yeah. Like this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously he's super close to Ray. Yeah. Like, for Finn and Ray, like Chewie's like their brother. Like he's like their only family that they yeah. really have that's still alive. Uh, and they're like not that upset. No. They're just like, let's move on. And yeah. I'm like, your best friend just died. Yeah. They don't do throughout the whole kind of series. They've and never Ray done just good, killed him. Exactly. They, they've <laughs> never know, done like, a good job of like portraying emotion, you know, because like when Han dies, like Chewie's like, oh. Yeah. But then that's like it, you know, it's like your best friend. Right, right. Or like obviously Leia, like has her husband died. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that part is definitely was like very weird to me. Like that was definitely like a missed moment. Right. That could have been really cool. So. And then, and then C-3PO being like, I want to say goodbye to my friends. I want to be like, you don't even know these people. Yeah, exactly. All your friends are dead, man. Yeah. So, Baba Duke, whoever is... Like, he know, should have had, like, a moment with R2 or exactly. something. Exactly. Like, that... I mean, because R2 kind of says, like, you're my best friend or whatever. I, I don't know. They R2 is, like, totally disregarded. Oh, yeah. You is. know, like, he was such a big part in, like, the... I mean, down to, like, the fact that the reason we see the opening crawls is because that's R2 telling us the history of everything. Like, that's a theory. Like... That every time we see an opening crawl, that's R2 telling us a story. That's why in Rogue One, there's no opening crawl because R2 wasn't there for that moment. Huh. Everything that's an interesting we're seeing. Theory. I don't know if I'm going to buy that, yeah. but interesting theory. But it's usually always because I've also R2 heard people there. saying that C3PO is telling the story, but I also don't. Yeah. I think that really what happened is Brian De Palma told George <laughs> Lucas that you need to put some titles at the beginning of this movie because nobody's going to know what the F this is about. <laughs> 
I think yeah, that's why the, the title credits yeah. exist. Yeah, at the end of the day, we put more. The problem is we put too much reverence towards something that. Like, yeah, that really was just like somebody watched the movie Brian De Palma yeah. with all of Lucas's other friends, like Spielberg and everybody. Yeah, like and, they, and they all sat around and said, "Hey, man, like this is really what happened." They went and watched the movie. Everybody hated it except yeah. for Spielberg. Spielberg was like, "Yeah, hey, it's pretty good." Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I can see where you're going with this. This is a fun movie, you know? It's adventurous. Yeah. Everybody else, like Scorsese and all these other guys, you know, or it was, it was uh, Coppola, De Palma, one, some other guy, Spielberg. and Spielberg. Yeah. And one other guy, I can't remember. It was another guy that was like friends with all okay. of them, and they all made movies. And- C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they all saw it, and then they went bowling afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then while bowling, De Palma was like, hey, man, yeah. I think you need to put something at the beginning because it's just confusing. Like, what? Who are these people? What's going on? The Empire? What? Yeah. Huh? And he's like, you almost need like one of those old credits that used to be at the beginning of like Spartacus. Yeah. All these like classic movies back in the day. And then that's where the title. Yeah. Was. If they didn't have the opening credits, it could have just been uh, John Carter from Mars. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want people to have this much reverence for John Carter from Mars. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I was also sad though that they kind of missed opportunity there with Chewie. So anyway, so yeah, I will say the trailer thing of her flipping over the. His TIE fighter was like so, not TIE fighter, but whatever his thing is. Yeah, it's a TIE fighter. Well, TIE fighter is technically the other kind. It's like the bomber version of a TIE fighter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's called a TIE advance. But anyways. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Stupid. stupid. (laughs) So anyways, when she flipped over in the trailer, I was like, that is so dumb. Right. In the actual movie, I was like, oh, well, that actually sort of makes sense. I don't really understand why she ran at it initially, but like jumping over it and cutting its wing and then playing chicken together. Well, she runs from it. Because she needs, she turns around, her back is to it, and so then she starts running to get speed to jump and do the flip. But doesn't she first kind of run towards it no, a little bit? No, she looks at it, oh, and, and then, then she turns around. turns around, and then she starts running, oh, okay, and then okay. she does like a backflip. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it wasn't like as cheesy as I thought it was right. going to be. No, like, I, once again, like those little moments um, are cool, but it doesn't matter if you have like... <laughs> There are a lot of cool moments in Phantom Menace. Like the the lightsaber right. scene is the coolest lightsaber scene of all time. Um, period. Yeah. Like there's no other lightsaber scene that's better than that. Um, I mean, Vader's scene in Rogue One at the end of yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. Doesn't explain why he's so timid in New Hope with <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> when it's like, we saw you like destroy people. You could he's do that He's a lot though. older though. It's literally within like oh, that's hours true. of each uh, that's other. That's true. That's a good you know? point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point, actually. You're right. Yeah, I forgot. Rogue One's supposed to take Yeah, place, you're right. You know? <laughs> so, no, that's true. Maybe, maybe days, but um, you get the idea. Vader was yeah. old by then. Um, but so. Yeah, you're right. Well, and that's thing. again where like the problem, obviously, of, yeah. of these movies not being like. George Lucas didn't know a Rogue One movie was going to be made when he made that first one. And obviously special effects and filmmaking have advanced drastically since the 70s. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure he would have loved to have had this huge, awesome battle right. or an awesome fight, but you know, yeah. you can't. So anyways, there's yeah. just cool moments in Star Wars. Doesn't yeah. mean it's good. Yeah, so anyways, they're at C-3PO hanging out with the Rocketeer. Yeah, so they're, they're he's they like, turn his eyes to red, yeah, he wipes his memory, yeah, which he, I think with that, I was also kind of like, why... I think his eyes turned red because he was speaking. No, 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 no. I knew that. I'm saying, why do we need to wipe C-3PO's memory in general? Not like I understood why they needed to in the story, Uh but like what purpose does that serve by basically reformatting C-3PO's brain? Because, Ryan, it was honestly supposed to be an emotional moment. The sacrifices that our friends are making. Because 
A, I guarantee you they were, they were always going to have a sacrifice for Leia. But because she died in real life, they were like, we can't, you know, her ultimate sacrifice will be later on. We need to have something for this emotional moment now. And so they're like, who do we have? <laughs> they're like, let's kill C3PO. C3PO. Because, yeah, sure, of course his mind would need to be reset so he could read Sith. He's um, actually, his mind was reset after episode, at the end of episode three, too. So his mind has been reset a lot. A lot. The poor guy. Well, and the thing is, like, once he rewoke up, it was like, it wasn't even that long ago because he, like, knew R2, right? Or, no, no. R2 had. That's right. R2 had a memory. And so later on, that's where I also got pissed off because his memory gets restored, essentially. Oh. And so it was like, huh, we missed, like, what? Like, essentially the Star Wars, the Disney, like, timeline. That's really all that we've missed. Because remember, like, he gets his memory re- restored later. And he's like, R2, what's happening? He's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, where are we at? Like, what's happening? You know, like, oh, he knows R2. He knows what's happening and all that stuff. So, like, that emotional thing. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing. Yeah, they want to have these emotional punches, but they don't actually yeah. do them. Hey, guys. Uh, this episode is running a little long, so we're going to end it here. But pick up part two next week. It gets real good. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to StudioRedMedia.com.